We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. The trade deadline, it has come and gone. And the Lakers, they didn't do anything. However... That doesn't mean they're totally done. We do have the buyout market to look forward to today. This live show, not going to go super long here, but I do want to get into what happened with the Lakers today, uh, as well as what's to come, what's next for this team, because again, it is not all done here. Joining me from Lakers Nation, it's Ryan Ward. Ryan, how are you doing? <laughs> I think I messed up. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> the mic light's not on, so I, I thought I thought you were laughing at uh, you were you were laughing at the Lakers and what they didn't get done today. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I, I'm sure you feel that with me there. At least I thought there'd be something at least small, right? But I thought there would probably be a cap clearing move that they would do something like that, like they would clear a little bit of cap space. They would do something to drop below the luxury tax at least, yeah. but. Um, then this morning, uh, I heard that that was not something that they were looking to do. Like if it happened in a bigger trade to help them improve, they were okay with doing that, but otherwise they were not, um, that was not something that they were, they were okay to do. So I was surprised they didn't get anything done. Um, from my understanding, they, they tried, uh, to move, uh, Gabe Vincent attaching some second rounders and things to him and, and couldn't, they found no takers for Gabe. Um, there were some other moves that they that they worked out. I could say this if, it, if this makes Lakers fans feel any better. I know people hate me this time of year when I say no trade is better than a bad trade. The trades that I heard today that the Lakers were interested in or the Lakers were discussing, um, you would have been furious if they had done these deals. They would have you would have been livid if they if they had made the, the deals were not there now again people will say that's no excuse you needed to find a way to get it done all that kind of stuff i'm just telling you the deals that i've heard today and i'm sure there's some that i haven't heard but the deals that i've heard lakers fans you would not you would not have been happy had the had these gotten done which ones are you talking about well i'm not going to i can't say specifically <laughs> cuz i i promised secrecy but Okay. There were some deals that would have, let's say they would have involved the 2029 first mm -hmm. and you would have been left saying like, wait, you gave up a first for that. Why? Right. You know, it would not have been good. So, yeah. So it, in that sense, I think that when we hear the news out there that, well, the Lakers would have been better off just, you know, standing, standing put or staying put. 
Uh, yeah, I, I do think that was probably the case. Now, there were some players they were in on, like uh, Royce O'Neal was the guy that they were they were trying to get. Phoenix wound up giving up three seconds for him. Um, and I don't know if the Lakers were willing to go that far or not, but Royce O'Neal was a player that they looked at. Didn't, didn't wind up happening. Phoenix wound up giving up more and, and got him. But other than that, most of the deals that were out there, like teams wanted a lot from the, I mean, like the Hawks wanted a ton from the Lakers for, for DeJounte Murray. Um, to the point where now I'm like, do the Hawks even want to move DeJounte Murray? Like they were asking for a ton. They asked for Herb Jones from the Pelicans reportedly. So, well, it's like, yeah. Um... It's it's the, the Hawks and the Bulls are like in the, the same kind of management. Like they don't know what the hell they're doing and they never make a move. And when they do, it's already so late. Like the John Collins thing, like he wasn't worth half what he was when they first started having him on the the you know the trade block. It's like how I just tweeted out. I'm like, Chicago just baffles me, man. I don't get it. Yeah. What, what are they doing? The the Bulls, yeah, I mean, that's a I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, because they're going to lose Drummond for nothing. They're going to lose DeRozan for nothing. All those guys yeah. are gone this, this summer. That was, yeah. No the, the, the Bulls are crazy. But um, but Dre said, can we get Spencer and Morris in the buyout market? And I know that's what a lot of people are going to want to know. Okay, now can the Lakers get anybody? Shockingly, the Raptors are going to buy out or waive Spencer Dinwiddie just so they don't have to pay him an extra $1.5 by playing him in four more games. He gets a bonus. So... He's now going to be on the market, and there's an advantage here that the Lakers have. And Bobby Marks just talked about this on, on Twitter, and that's that all these teams that spent like crazy over the summer and are well above the tax aprons, so we're talking uh, they cannot sign Spencer Dinwiddie. They cannot sign anybody who got waived after making more than the mid-level exception. So these teams are out on Spencer Dinwiddie. They cannot, by league rules, sign him. Golden State the Clippers, Boston, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Denver, Miami. <laughs> so there's seven teams right there that are eliminated from the pursuit of Spencer Dinwiddie and any player that was waived after making more than the mid-level exception. So that would include, say, like a Kyle Lowry as well, though I think he probably winds up going to Philly. So that does give the Lakers a little bit of an advantage in the buyout market, plus they saved a little bit of money on the Gabe Vincent deal Obviously, that hasn't wound up to be being a good deal for them, but they saved a little bit of money on that, um, so they can actually offer a little bit more money than some other teams can if we're looking at, at minimum salaries. So, the Lakers do have a little bit of an advantage, Ryan. If you could get Spencer Dinwiddie and you're the Lakers, do you do it, or do you hope Gabe Vincent comes back healthy? What do you, What do you do? I wouldn't be banking on Gabe Vincent coming back and yeah. getting anything out of him. I'd go for it. Why not? He's an LA guy. I'm sure yeah. he's always had like a soft spot and he's. And it's hard for the Lakers, so why not? It's, a, it's all you got. <laughs> it's the only shot you got unless somebody else gets bought out randomly, you know? But I don't think there's going to be – I think anybody else is going to be just like him, right? Kind of like a second, third-tier guy that just comes off the bench and can score 20 points on any given night, right? Yeah. Um, why not? Why not? I mean, at this point, I it doesn't seem like the Lakers are trying to win, per se. Like they're just kind of like, uh, this, this, these were our options. This is what we could get get done, and we're gonna live with the results. God you knows know, what in the summer. And I know it's certainly frustrating that they didn't get something done, but um, they said there weren't a lot of options out there at the at the time. But um, if you're able to get them, why not? Like you said, you have an open roster spot, so 
you might, I mean, this is why you left the roster spot open. So you could, could go after some guys on the buyout market. That makes sense. Um, good guy said, it feels like LeBron is going to leave for the Knicks. Rebuild? First of all, I don't know that he's going to leave for the Knicks. I'd, I'd have to look and see after the dust settles how much cap space the Knicks would even have. But um, if LeBron... So that's now one of the big questions. It's not just what are the Lakers going to do on the buyout market here. And I think they are going to pursue guys. They'll be aggressive. And I think, honestly, they'll probably get somebody. But this summer, everything starts with what is LeBron doing? Is he yeah. picking up his player option? Is Bronny entering the draft? What happens from here? So... I don't know if LeBron goes to the Knicks. If he goes to the, any other team in free agency, that probably pushes the Lakers to a rebuild. What you ideally want, if LeBron's going to leave, and this is number, I think, Ryan, I, I think you would agree with me on this. Option number one for the Lakers, their ideal outcome by far, is LeBron picks up his player option. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's got to be option one. And then option two, the, the second best thing to happen would be he picks up his player option and asks for a trade. Because then you could get something for him. The worst case scenario is he walks away for nothing. That's that's the fear, right? Yeah, like that's that's what I was thinking going into the trade deadline. I'm like, you know what? If that's it, the fact that at one point they said that they hadn't talked to LeBron about it, I'm like, that's total bull. I mean, any any you know uh, organization with a good business savvy would be like, we at least have to know. I mean, we have to have a good idea. So we can plan for the future. I mean, or else what are you, what are what are you doing? You know. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they had a good. They have a good idea of what he wants to do. I'm so I, I'll bet you heard he, he already knows what he wants to do, but he just doesn't want to make a big fuss about it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm sure I mean, he come knows. on the whole hourglass emoji thing, and then he doesn't explain it. That's it. Just tells you right there. He's saying it without saying it. You yeah. know. He's he's frustrated, and he's probably looking elsewhere. And I don't blame him either. Like I would want, if I was LeBron, I would want something to get done too. Yeah. I'd want a move to get done. Now, again, I, I don't think the move was there for the Lakers to get done. Yeah. But uh, at least a, a big move. But I don't blame him either. Like I would want something to get done if I was if I was something beyond just uh, a buyout player. So that's now the big question: What happens come July, come the end of June, when LeBron June 29th is when he has to make a decision on his player option? What does that look like? Does he enter free agency? I mean, I guess technically he could become a free agent and then just re-sign with the Lakers if he wanted a longer-term deal. But well, that's traditionally um, what they do anyway, right? To make more yeah, money and secure yeah. the future. Um, so, so I, I think maybe the opt-out is probably probably inevitable, right? Yeah, just just for leverage for him. Um, but what he does is that's just the big question. There's just so many moving parts, like. <laughs> and then if he does that, what is AD thinking? Does AD immediately exactly. ask to be traded? Like, exactly. And this and this scenario, by the way, and again, this is not the ideal scenario, but this is exactly why I said last summer it was so critical that the Lakers give Anthony Davis a max contract extension. Mm -hmm. Not and some people were saying, oh, but he's got an injury history and all that. Yes, but you want him under contract. Because if the event comes that you have to rebuild, and that's not the path the Lakers want to go down, but if they're forced to go down that path, you can flip AD and recoup some assets. You can flip LeBron if he opts in and get assets. That's what you what you would need to do if you're the Lakers and you're forced into going to a rebuild. That is not what their preferred option. Their preferred option would be LeBron stays, AD stays. They use whatever they can this summer to try to get what they can. And 
then you you try to run next season. That's that's going to be the preferred option for sure. I'm just saying, it, it worst comes to worse, you may wind up entering a rebuild, but at least you have a few players you could flip into future yeah. assets, turn them back into future assets after you gave away a bunch to uh, to build the team they've got now. Yeah, now that extension looks brilliant, right? After yeah. AD's like been healthy and playing out of his mind. That's that's the unfortunate thing. He's been playing probably the best basketball of his career. Yes, and, and LeBron's shooting great. Yeah, and it's not showing up in the win column. It's it's just – that's where, you know, like I was saying last night, it's like I, I think this team has kind of hit its ceiling with 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 LeBron and AD. It's like I, yeah. I don't think they're going to go any further. They, it's going to be really hard to get another third guy. Um, so maybe it is just time just to, you know, think about breaking the, breaking it up as much as it – sucks i mean you can't replace lebron you can't really replace ad it's just but these this happens it, it's inevitable it always happens right there's yeah. always a rebuild it just depends on when and how you do it nothing lasts forever no even cold november rain <laughs> God, sorry it's been uh, a long time and roses uh, reference. <laughs> <laughs> what are how many people got that <laughs> Probably not many, but that's that's okay. Uh, Senpai said, I disagree with the notion that there was nothing out there worth doing. Tillman for seconds was 100% worth doing. Oh, I agree with that. Goga yeah. for Hayes and seconds was 100% worth doing. Um, I'd mostly agree, maybe. I yeah, know the Lakers value are seconds. Winning, are they going to win the championship with those guys? Right, like, that's that's the thing. But Dennis Smith Jr. for seconds, 100% worth, worth doing. Um, and L for Rob. I know the Lakers value seconds um, because they've had a history of finding players with second round picks. So that's worth noting too. I did like the trade the Celtics did for Tillman. I don't know if that was available for the Lakers or not. I don't know. Like we assume we, sometimes we see other deals happen around the league. We just assume the same offer was right there for the Lakers to get and say, well, why didn't the Lakers do that one? I, look, if, if, if the if the Grizzlies called up the Lakers and said, "Hey, Xavier Tillman for two seconds," and the Lakers said, "No, thank you," okay, I, I get it. Yeah, you probably should have done that because I do like Tillman a lot. I think he would have fit uh, nicely, but I don't know that these were available. I don't know if the Magic were were really w willing to move Goga for Hayes and and a second round pick or something like that. And, and if you're the Lakers, are you convinced that he's head and shoulders better to where you're worth giving up a second? I think he is better, but like you said, does that really put you over the top, Ryan. That's what so, people are not considering. That's the problem. Like you, if you, the Lakers are at the point where you have to swing for the fences if you want to contend. These yeah. guys, these one piece here, I mean, look at Boston. They're already set up with or without Tillman to win, right? So they just added depth. They just did a smart move and they got ahead of everybody. Um, and they have that line of communication because of the, the Marcus Smart deal right mm -hmm. so that's that's already like you know a fluid thing so yeah i just it's sometimes you just gotta step back and be like look at it from a realistic perspective and have some you know logical thinking like this is a third star is what they needed to to really hit it out of the park and murray probably wasn't that guy either you know there wasn't anybody there i mean if mitchell was realistic and right now could come to la with with you know oh, you and LeBron leading the way, cool. But it wasn't, you know, it's just there wasn't anything there. I mean, this yeah. wasn't a spectacular deadline. There was no moves where I was like, oh my god. There were a lot of moves, but they were all rolled, which is what we expected all coming moves. in. They were all 
player moves. It was like like the biggest move was what like Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah, probably. Right? Like that, that was, that was like probably Hayward, the big move. Hayward, I don't even I don't even think he's playing right now, right? Yeah, Hayward. He's been and he's been hurt. But um, what's our ceiling if guys get healthy? So now that's the other thing is that you question. really now this this kind of you hedge your bets here if you're able to pick up a Spencer Dinwiddie, but you really need Gabe Vincent to get healthy, not just for the season, to, for the summer as well, for you know other trade talks and all that, but this Lakers team has been missing a guard that can do the things Gabe Vincent can do. We'll see if he can really come back in early March or not, but what's the ceiling? Some of it's going to depend on, can Gabe Vincent get healthy? Who do you get on the buyout market? And what happens with Jared Vanderbilt? All of those questions are still out there, and I think those will go a long way towards determining exactly what LA's ceiling is. Yeah, I think you you need a lot of luck going forward. A lot of things have to go your way. Uh, and staying healthy is the big one, right? Because the Lakers have been lucky enough that LeBron and, and AD have been able to, you know, miss a minimal amount of games. Um, so you never know. I mean, that could catch up with both of them all of a sudden, and then they're really screwed. But, I mean, I mean, you're hoping for a run like last year. Right. The only problem with that is I think the competition in the West is way better than it was last year. Oh, yeah. And it's better, even better after the deadline. I mean, OKC got better. Dallas got better. Yeah. I mean, all those guys are making smart moves and they're just, you know, taking advantage of what they have. And it's it just it just feels like it's not the Lakers year. You know, it's just it's just not. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I hope they prove me wrong. Hopefully they prove me wrong. But yeah. I mean, right the goal now, still has to be get LeBron and AD healthy to the playoffs and then see what happens and go from there. But, I mean, we're talking like this, like it's kind of doom and gloom, but at the same time, they just beat three really good teams, right? Yeah. Um, well, two really good teams. And they play another really good one tonight. Yeah, and then t- tonight will be a good barometer of, of, of where they're at because you're going to see if LeBron's pissed, they didn't do anything. The body language is going to be there because he's so, mm-hmm. you know, he always does that. He expresses himself through body language. Um, and you're going to see if D'Lo is like, you know, content or he's going to be the same guy, right? Still balling. Yeah. Um, so tonight's going to be interesting. And there's going to be all the added emotion from, the, you know, the, the Kobe ceremony, which is in, what, a couple of hours? Yeah, so, that's coming up soon. So, yeah, that's going to – and that – I wish they like. I understand. There's probably there were probably going to be way too many people to actually accommodate, but like no fans being involved. A lot of media can't even get into this thing. Like that's it's, it's a little weird. I mean, I, I went to the Shaq one and the Bell, uh, Elgin Baylor one for for media, and mm-hmm. it was wide open, wide open. I mean, they 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 moved as much space as possible, especially for Shaq, um, and they got the fans involved. But this one is it's so closed off. I mean, maybe it's just the secrecy of like what the design is. They don't want to give it away. That could be. Um, but but um, still, yeah, I'll it, tell you what, that is going to be highly trafficked over the next, I mean, who knows how long people are going to be taking pictures with it, whatever oh, yeah. the statue looks like. I can't wait to see what it looks like. But I, um, I just hope it's not bad, dude. I am so like, please don't be bad. No, <laughs> I think it's going to be good. something brilliant. Please. I think it's going to be good. You got so uh, many options. So Heckless said no trade is better than a bad trade. Glad to see D'Lo still with the team. Hopeful to keep him this summer. Yeah, I mean, D'Lo is the last player, the only player on the Lakers right now that played with Kobe mm-hmm. as a Laker. Um, so, first of all, yes, I, I think they do have a lot of options. As you said there, Ryan, with uh, with Kobe's statue, you have mm-hmm. a lot of things you can go to. Keeping D'Lo this summer, 
That also now becomes a big question. D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell has a player option. He keeps playing the way he is right now. He's not picking that up. He's going to opt out. It's like 18.6 million. He's going to opt out. He's going to become a free agent. If you don't want to lose him for nothing, you're going to have to pay him. That's a big part of why the Lakers were looking to move D'Angelo Russell potentially, but they didn't see anything that would actually help them this season aside from a DeJounte Murray move and that the Hawks were not serious. So um, what what do you do now with, with D'Angelo Russell? Should the Lakers be looking to maybe give him a long-term deal this summer just so you don't lose him for nothing? Or, or how do you handle this situation? Well, I think he's the type of guy where you you probably only want to go three years tops and that, that third year being maybe a team option, you know? like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he would accept that because you don't know what he's going to get, what offers he's going to get. Right. Um, well, that's the other question. Who's What teams are going to be clamoring for D'Angelo Russell too? That could actually be in the Lakers' favor, depending on what the what the free agent market actually looks like this summer. Well, I mean, think if uh, say, I mean, Golden State's already gone through that experiment, but so is so did the Lakers. Um, what if what if they get you know Clay moves on, and they bring in him at a discount, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one option because who knows what the Warriors are going to do too. That they shocked me today. I thought they were going to be super aggressive. Yeah, they didn't do much, but the Warriors won't have cap space to play with. Oh, they they won't even without Clay, even if they have I'm Clay so with? far over. Wow, that's bad. So far that's but bad. yeah, Wait. but I, and, and I'll have to look at their cap sheet and see if they have some expiring or something that I'm not thinking of. But I know Draymond's deal, Steph's deal, they all go, Jeez. so they should well, still guess, not have cap space. You know, it's still worth it. Four titles out of those guys. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're not uh, you know complaining Jeez. about that or anything. I, I think it would be like. Would would like a San Antonio or somebody go for Dino? That makes sense. A team that needs a point guard, maybe. And then 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 what do you do if you're the Lakers? And does Dilo want to stay with the Lakers when the Lakers so clearly shopped him so much all season? (laughs) And the reason why they didn't trade him is because they couldn't find the uh, a deal for him. Not because they were so sold on him being the guy. Although you notice the what they what's gone out there the last couple of days has been well, Dilo's been playing so well. It's tough for the Lakers really to to trade him. It kind of. Try, now yeah, they have to make defenses with D'Lo. Favor, right? Like, because they could say that now. You say, oh, yeah, we were really impressed by what he was doing. Even yeah. though we shocked him to damn near everybody. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the the BS of the business, right? The behind the scenes crap. Now they now they have to very quickly try to spin things with D'Angelo yeah. Russell. Hey, hey, forget about us us trying to get the uh yeah. the no we trade out of your contract. We you're you're the, we wanna we wanna commit to you. Yeah. You know what it's like? It just reminds me. It's like the mob, right? It's like they, they it's always your best friend that takes you in a room and <laughs> caps you the back. Of that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we love it, Dilo. But yeah, you know, we might take you out this summer. But just oh. just hope there's no plastic on the ground or anything like that. Yeah. Then, then you're uh-huh. good. If you walk into a room, then you know you're in trouble. Drew Drew Potter said Spencer Dinwiddie, Warriors, Clippers, Celtics, Suns, Box Nuggets, ineligible to sign him. LA kid, backup. Uh, point guard for no assets. Yeah, I had a few people who mentioned that saying Spencer Dinwiddie is a, is a good target. I, you know what? I wasn't for trading for him, but if you can yeah. get him for nothing without yeah. having to give up any assets, why not? Why not? Yeah, give him a trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he leaves not? in summer and does it really matter? <laughs> like, yeah. unless he blows up. I just, I, you know, somebody said to me on Twitter, why the hell would you sign this guy? And I'm like, well, because he can score it, and he's a valuable player off the bench. He's a vet. 
who's from L.A., and sometimes these guys from L.A. or know any team that, that, that brings in a hometown kid, they play at a different level because they're in front of all their, their you know, um, their family, their friends, you know what I mean? And it just mm-hmm. heightens, you know, the stakes a little bit. So why not? Like, it's a it's a win-win, really. And if, if it doesn't yeah. work out, see you it, later. Who can, yeah, who can, it's a, it would be a minimum deal and yeah, off you go. Um, the plop said Lakers reported to be aggressive on the buyout market. Yep, uh, for sure. I, and we know they will be. Uh, it is what it is now. Um, no passivity, guys. Uh, guys need to be ready. We can compete. Uh, we need to be ready to play. Yeah, I mean, now look, Anthony Davis said it a few weeks ago. There's no, the cavalry's not coming. That was Darvin Ham, right? The message. That was from oh, yeah, yeah. I believe that was. That was, that was Darvin coming in. Um, sorry for us, right? He said to man up. Yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody's feeling sorry for us that's a hell of a team they got over there yep yeah. all the things that that ham loves to say um yeah they they've got to figure it out with the players they have on the roster right now uh and maybe they get somebody on the buyout market but that's it we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Welcome in to new channel member uh, Timothy. Welcome in. And Kristen, welcome in to our member show. I am going to do a members only uh, show tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. I'll put it in the community section uh, when I figure out the exact time. Uh, Mirren said, if we really wanted to compete, we would have paid Bomba and Beasley and then traded them and re-signed everyone. Unfortunately, this roster isn't good enough. So there's some talk, like obviously this is big time hindsight, but 
the Lakers saying the Lakers should have picked up the options on uh, Beasley, which was like 16 plus million and Bamba, which is 10 million for this season. And then had those guys as expiring contracts to move at the deadline. Then you could have packaged them together and gotten something plus some draft capital and, and made something work there. Now that also would have meant no full mid-level exception, which would have meant no Gabe Vincent, which again, in hindsight, seems yeah. like, a, like a good idea right now. Um, right. At the time, having a mid-level exception made some sense uh, given you know what was out there on the market. But And, and then saying should have brought back everybody. Now they this would have pushed them into the second tier apron, I believe, or definitely over the first tier apron, which would eliminate them from the buyout market. So that's something else to consider there. But um, I don't, I don't know. Like when the Lakers did that, yes, that was a path that we talked about that they could keep those guys and then flip them as expiring contracts later on. Mm-hmm. But I also understood just, the reality of not wanting to pay $26 million to two guys who you didn't, you know, obviously we also know now Beasley can, now that he's not, doesn't have a Lakers jersey on, he's shooting like 45% from three and that's and not exaggerating. Yeah. But, um, but at in the moment, not wanting to pay Bamba 10 million, not wanting to pay Beasley 16 million, like those were sensible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy to judge it in retrospect, right? Like, Oh yeah, I should have done that. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's what you live with, you know? Like, there's no way you could have known that BZ was going to go somewhere else and all of a sudden be the shooter again. Yeah. He just got in an ideal situation where he's wide open all the time, <laughs> right? Like, that's pretty good. I mean, even though there's AD and LeBron here, I mean, that they were in and out of the lineup so much that I don't think Beasley never had a chance to get going. Yeah. He, and he never – You know, off the – off the court distractions too. It was an awkward situation for him, I'm sure. But um, whatever, man. I mean, that's just that's part of the business. Sometimes you whiff. Yeah, sometimes you think you make the right move. I mean, hey, who would have guessed that instead of taking Austin Eckler in the first round, you would have been better off taking Kyron Williams, right? Who would have thought that back in August when we were doing I, I just fantasy drafts, right? Like fantasy season ever. What's ever. that? I think I won. Like four games, five games, yeah. all season. I yeah. thought I made brilliant moves. Nope. Right. Sometimes things things just don't work out. But um, look, that that was a real path. Bamba and Beasley that we talked about on here. We talked about the the benefits of it. But I also get just why why you wouldn't why in the moment it made sense not to do that. Even though looking back now, that obviously would have been helpful, especially with what's going on with Gabe Vincent. Ree said three firsts, getting nothing. Braun mad waste season. So. That's now the talk, right? That the Lakers will have three first-round picks that they can put into a deal this summer. If look, if they get Donovan Mitchell, great. Then then, we're, then, then this is then this was all worth it. And LeBron's probably going to go, "Hey, Don, I can play with Donovan Mitchell. Hell yeah, I'm staying. Let's pick up that player option." If it doesn't work, and they don't get something with those picks this summer, then it, that may look bad. We said the same thing last year, the beginning of the season last year. Remember, we talked about, hey, the Lakers are taking the gamble. They're not trading two firsts to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. That trade was there for them mm. with Russell Westbrook. They're not going to trade those two firsts. They're taking the risk that something better is going to come along down the road. And they did eventually find a deal for Russell Westbrook that didn't cost both firsts. Thank you. Thank that's kind of the same thing happening now where... Hey, you could have could have given up a ton. You want to give up Austin Reeves to get 
DeJounte Murray plus stuff, plus JHS, plus a first, plus a pick swap, all the other stuff that they would want. Okay, you could do that. Or you could see if maybe those that, that draft capital becomes something this summer. It's a gamble. We'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. The unfortunate thing about that is somebody tweeted earlier today um, comparing how many picks like the Knicks have. And I think yeah. there's a couple other teams on there. And they, 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 they probably outweigh what the Lakers have. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And especially if he wants to go to, to New York. Um, I don't know, man. That made that made me think twice. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. That's, that's not gonna work. Yeah, that's uh that's problematic. All right, I've got a, a few minutes left here. Um as far as who we can get on the buyout market, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Marcus Morris, those are probably the three main ones. I imagined uh, Davis Bertans. I don't know how much he helps, but he's probably going to get bought out as well. So those uh, are some guys. Victor Oladipo, but I don't even know. If, is he healthy at yeah. all? I, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is the clear yeah. guy to go yeah. get. Totally. He's the guy. Makes the most sense. Uh, Aiden said, "I would love Marcus Morris. Sure, that would be another option. I would, I would prioritize Spencer Dinwiddie over all, mm-hmm. all, all others, though. Yeah, so would I. Makes the most yeah. sense. All right, let's do. Do you see the Lakers possibly waving Hayes, for example, to create an extra spot for a buyout player, player they like, other than the free spot they have? Uh, they could." I would, I wouldn't. They could, but I don't like who are you getting that? I mean, I guess you could say if you could get Dinwiddie and Joe Harris or Dinwiddie and Marcus Morris, that leaves you a little thin at the big positions. Uh, But if you could do that, maybe you decide that makes your team better overall. But I I think they'll just fill their 15th roster spot with one guy and that'll be that. That's what I think, anyway. Unless somebody else comes out of nowhere, which happens. Which happens. He's definitely that one guy in the bubble, though. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised he got cut at some point. Uh, why wasn't Buddy healed a target two second rounders? Because it's not the two second rounders. I have I would imagine if the Lakers could get Buddy for two second rounders, they would do it. Yeah, but you would have to in order to make the math work. You would have had to have trade traded D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura. Uh, I think it really would just have to be one of those two. So it's D'Lo or Rui and stuff and draft capital so that's why it didn't make sense for the lakers i mean i always thought buddy would be a great fit you know like but like you know you've said famously a few times like once they come here they just forget how to shoot all of a sudden and that's all you can really do right that's a buddy's just a pure shooter that's what he is where'd he go i forgot because that's gonna happen yeah he went to uh to philly uh, Philly had a had a good day. They got Buddy. Okay. They didn't. They didn't impact their future draft capital. They are below the luxury tax, and they mm-hmm. added a good shooter. I think they had a really nice day. Philly That's did. Not bad, yeah, yeah. Smart. All right, uh, we'll do. Let's do one more, and then I do have to run. Uh, of course, we'll talk more about this after the game tonight when we do the live post game show. Any of the super chats I don't get to, I will save. We'll get to those. Don't worry. Um, last thing here. Any chance the Lakers could sign Joe Harris? We know they're interested in shooting, so that's another guy certainly that they should be looking at on the buyout market and see what what he can bring. 
He doesn't give you the defense that you need. Neither does Spencer Dinwiddie for that matter. But um, yeah, Joe Harris is another name that that could be out there for them to look at. That uh, that's that'll be on the market. He strikes me as a guy that's really going to frustrate Lakers fans. Because he'll show up and shoot like 32% yeah. or something. If he's not hitting like right away, people are going to be so pissed. Oh, that yeah. guy can't move at all, like defensively. He just can't move. I, I remember watching one game and being like, how is this guy an NBA player? Well, and we talked about this last night, but what happens if, if D'Lo shoots terribly tonight? It's going to be brutal, like oh, we said. Few weeks, even. Oh, my gosh. People it's are going to bad, man. <laughs> people are going to lose it. People are going to start saying, when are we getting Dinwiddie? <laughs> Got to replace him. Oh, man. Well, not the trade deadline that the Lakers were hoping to have, but this was something that, you know, I thought there would at least be some type of smaller move. Didn't wind up happening, but let's see what ultimately happens here with uh, with the buyout market. And then this sets up for, man, a potentially massive summer for the Lakers. Oh, I mean, it's good for us. It's going to keep us constantly be busy for weeks, sure. hopefully months. But for sure, it's going to be kind of like on eggshells kind of thing, right? Like we, we don't know what's going to happen. It could be disastrous. And Let's LeBron hope. is going to be playing coy for the next oh, four months or so. Cryptic tweets and stuff are going to be, oh, they're going to be ridiculous. Everybody's going to be trying to trying to read, read between the lines on that. Totally. totally. All right, everybody. I do appreciate you guys joining. Again, we will go live again right after the Lakers take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. Remember, they're wearing the Black Mamba jerseys. Um, so check that out. Watch that game. Check out, of course, uh, the Kobe statue unveiling. And then we'll be right back here live right after Lakers Nuggets. Hopefully it's a Lakers win. Uh, you can join us during the game here. We'll have our play-by-play -play going on over on Playback as well. You can actually watch the game with us. So have a good time uh, with the Kobe statue unveiling, and then we'll be right here during the game as well as after. Ryan, thanks so much for jumping on with me. I appreciate it. No problem, man. All right, everybody. Till next time. See ya, and stay safe. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.